Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So, enjoy the episode. Oh, hello, Yasmin. I can hear you now. Yes, what's your question? Oh. Um, it's just very quick. Basically, um, I've got a 50-50 court order with my child's dad. Yeah. Um, and he's been really awful with the passport. And he's saying, spoke to the actual passport office team. Yeah. And I can't get one without his signature. Um, so that's not strictly true. We had a lady um, from the passport office here last week, actually, um, and that, that it only requires yeah. one parent's signature to get a passport. Is that with 50-50 custody of court order, though? Unless the court order says otherwise, then, yeah, that's fine. Oh, OK. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Yasmin. Bye-bye. Uh, Jerry, you are next up. What's your question? Um, so... Um, me and my children have fled due to domestic violence. Yeah. Um, the perpetrator is now trying to seek access of the children. Yeah. He's saying that he's going to go to CAFCAS um, and he's not willing to fill out the, the C100 form. Yeah. Um, will will I, I be forced to the, by the courts to, to facilitate contact? Will I have to meet up with him and, and do handovers and things like that? I would have thought that if it's domestic violence, Jerry, that's highly unlikely. Um, he's not able to just contact CAFCAS willy-nilly he's got to make no. his c100 form and if the court feel it appropriate the court's the only people that can appoint contact at uh, kafkas um okay but yeah i mean if there's domestic violence i doubt very much that you're going to be forced to meet up with him the court's not going to put you in that position even if i didn't press charges yeah absolutely okay perfect all right i did i, I fled like a long way to, to, to never see him again so yeah. I don't want to be put in a position where I have to see him yeah no I'm sure that'll be fine absolutely okay thank All you right. you're welcome thanks Jerry. bye okay. Megs one second let me take you off mute uh, there you go what's your question Megs yeah um, yeah. so I'm just wondering if you have um, obviously for, uh, if both parents have parental responsibility um, do you need permission to take that child abroad or can you obviously just take them abroad without any written consent? If there's a court order in place, then you're going to be guided by the court order. So that's going to prevent you from doing something. If there's no court order in place, then no. Yeah, of course. No, there's no court order in place. We just obviously both have parental responsibility. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah, just for going abroad. So there would be no... Um, written consent needed it's just obviously okay to go yeah absolutely yeah there's no need for written consent unless the country that you're going to request that but typically people can travel quite freely but check with the country of origin okay that you're going to okay all right yeah, that's great thanks megs bye uh hayley what's your question um, i don't know if you can help me basically um i recently had um a cascas interview um, yeah to go to court on the 4th of April. Yeah. Um, basically, my ex-partner is currently um, due to a breach of an non-station order on me. Yeah. Um, although, he, obviously, there was domestic violence in our relationship, but we haven't been together for over 11 years. Yeah. 
she's requesting a fact-finding hearing. Um, and obviously she's advised that I get a solicitor. Um, I'm not entitled to legal aid because obviously I work and obviously we own our house. Um, I was just wondering if there's any way I can get any help or... <clears throat> Um, in, in terms of representation at court, that's usually difficult, Hayley, just because of, you know, insurance reasons, really. Um, it, it can be difficult. You know, representation at court it is going to, if you're not entitled to legal aid, you are going to need some help with a fact find. Um, yeah, she definitely said, with it being a fact find in here, that obviously I really, really need a solicitor. You, well, you're... I'm in touch with local solicitors and they're wanting like four grand up front. So it's more a barrister you need to help you than a solicitor, if I'm honest, because you've got a fact find hearing. So you're going to be in court, which means going to be advocacy. What you can do, you're certainly, um, I would have thought, get somebody cheaper than £4,000. Um, why don't you Google direct access barristers? And they, okay. they are barristers that will take instructions directly from members of the public, okay? So you'll be able to reach out to them and find out exactly the kind of fee that they would be looking for um, if they were to uh, represent you and give them as much information as possible. Start there. Um, and it might be that you're able to skip the solicitor and go straight to counsel. Okay. All right? Perfect. Okay. Thanks, okay. Hayley. Okay, bye. Um sass you are next what's your question um, basically i'm currently pregnant with my first child yeah um and it's it wasn't obviously meant to happen it's somebody that um i don't really know that well but this person is from europe and he seems like he wants to co-parent and he's being quite positive about the whole experience yeah my concern is that i don't really know him well enough and i am using this time to try and get to know him I did put something on the forum and people had said, oh, don't put him on the birth certificate and register yourself at birth. My concern is what's to stop him potentially registering the baby's birth, you know, through Romania and getting a Romanian passport and just disappearing with the baby? Well, if I mean, I, I can't comment on Romanian law and how that works. I wouldn't have a clue if he'd be even be able to do that without a mother's signature. I don't know. Um, but okay. I think if, if you think that there's a real chance of abduction, then what you need to be doing, Sass, is making an application for a prohibited steps order. Now, you can only do yeah. that once the baby's born, um, because obviously yeah. until then you can't make the children's application. But once baby's born, you can make that application. And you're asking the court for a, a child arrangements order, essentially, that he cannot remove the child from your care without your permission or without a further order of the court that way god forbid if he does anything at least the yeah. um uk courts will have jurisdiction to deal with it because you'll already have yeah. an, a, an order that's the best you can do and with regard to the romanian law i really wouldn't wouldn't know i'm sorry no 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 that's fine thank you okay you're welcome thanks sas bye uh, Joker, you are next on my list. My friend is currently divorcing and they run a family company together, but it's not under liquidation. And during the, the divorce, the, her husband opened a new company and basically transferred all the projects to the new company and he cut her from all the income, what she had before from the family company. And like a month later, after he opened the new company, he transferred it to one of his friend's name, possibly to prevent her to claim anything from the new company. 
but apparently he still runs everything in the background but now he's only a manager not a director or any owner of the company is she entitled to anything or does that count that he's trying to reduce the the pot what they're supposed to share so your question of me is what is she entitled to out of the matrimonial assets from, like from the new company what yeah he, what he opened yeah which is a, which is a which is a matrimonial asset yeah 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 so i understand it's a matrimonial asset now i can't answer that question because i i'm i'm unable just to say yes or no to that because th there could be other assets involved in the marriage so your friend is going to have to go and get some legal advice because you're you're looking for specifics or she's looking for specifics um and and that's yeah. where she's actually going to need some advice it's not something i can answer on discord can all right uh, take it into consideration and that he can be just transferred his company as like a paper exercise no no it does, doesn't matter which way you ask me i'm not going to be able to answer that because as i say the company could be one asset of many so we can't treat the company as an isolated asset and she really should need uh -huh. she really should get some legal advice with regards to what she's entitled to which is what you're asking me all right thank okay you. you're welcome thanks bye uh, C. Taylor, you are next up. What's your question? How likely is it that he's going to get away with this? By that, I mean, he's representing himself. Um, he has a Mackenzie friend with him. Will they see through him, his body language, his tone of voice, his mannerisms? Because he's, in, he's so intelligent. I've just got this fear that they're going to believe him over me. Sorry, what, what what's he going to do? For a non-manifestation order, um, he's right. contesting it. Yeah. Um, it's combined with a uh, child order as well. So, so it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to the evidence. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's going to come down to the evidence and ultimately the power of persuasion. You know, mm -hmm. if, you, if you've got a really strong case with good supportive evidence, then you'll be fine. That, that's the thing. I haven't because it was done face-to-face -face quite a lot. And we've, um, because there's over 700 pages of evidence in brackets... Um, we're only allowed 10, 10 pages of those 750 pages. All right. Well, then I would be suggesting pick good ones um, and also make sure that your examples, when you're giving your evidence verbally or in your statement, um, that they're the best ones, i.e. they're the worst ones. Do you know what I mean? That the worst yeah. incidents. Should, um, should I have a solicitor. Should she have sat with me and gone through the statement? Well, yeah. Yeah, if yeah, she hasn't. Okay. And these scheduled delegations. Should she have done that with me? Are you got legal aid? I have. Yeah, you should have had then. Yeah, because you've got to be given advice on that. Yeah, I haven't. She hasn't helped at all. Okay, okay. Well, you you need to set that up with her. Okay. Brilliant. All right. Thank you. All right. Very much. Okay. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Much. Just wanted to let you know, if you're thinking about self-representing in either divorce, finance or children, check out my courses that are available for sale. They're on my website, maloneyfamilylaw.co.uk. I designed them specifically so that you could represent yourself without the need for a solicitor. Lion, you are next up. What's your question? I'll try and be brief. Um, I currently, we currently co-parent and she lives, the mother of the children, two boys lives about... Sorry, there's a lot of sound from your side. I think it's yours, right? I hope it's not mine. Um, <laughs> I, uh, we currently go to I have about nine nights a month 
mostly on the weekends because she lives about an hour away. She's planning on moving back into the area and we could we could live near the, the, the near the school. It's a little bit complicated, but it's a council place. I'll try and be brief. She plans on using coming back to the council place and using a swap scheme to, to relocate to another area. And I, I don't want the children to, to go into to enroll them in the school and then to move them again. I think it'll be the third time within maybe 12 or 13 months. So that's my main issue, first of all. The other thing was I wanted to push towards having more people with the children. I've been suggesting to her, to her for a while. And that unfortunately ties into a child maintenance issue where you're not eligible for child maintenance. I'm happy to support her side of that, but kind of committed to providing financially towards, uh, towards her um, and the children. But she's now claiming poverty and she's saying she's unable to work due to mental health. Uh, the issue. Oh, where do I stand? I have a solicitor who I've been speaking to about this, and we have some kind of game plan. But I just want to know, generally speaking, I've been keeping it very amicable, understanding of her situation. But for someone to say uh, post mediation, and we've had one mediation session, we do turn the other. She's now saying, uh, you know, claiming poverty, although we've been asked to do a financial assessment. Okay, can, you, can I? She's not done. Lion, can I just like, get you to ask me the question, please? What's your question sorry. of me? What's your question of me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. That was, <laughs> tried to keep it brief, but sorry, I went on. So the question is, what's the right thing to do here if I'm trying to go for the children to, the children to, make, to keep them in the school and to prevent her from moving them? again well i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure your solicitor has advised you that you can make an application for a prohibited steps order to stop her from moving the children so that's that's an easy answer pso okay did you have another question yeah the other question was about right now i have uh, nine nights a month with the, with, the, uh, with the kids um what's the right process to, to move to equal time with the children and what's really going to determine that uh, given that we have a decent, um, you know, sensible co-parenting arrangement, we are somewhat amicable. So C100 for a child arrangements order, if if you need to have oh. it written down in, in a structure. But again, I'm sure your, your solicitor would have told you that. So C100, um, child arrangements order, um, if you didn't want to go to court, then it would be a parenting plan. Okay? Right, okay. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Hello, what's your question? Um, so basically, four years self-representative through court, um, CAF-CAF social services, judge and the children's appointed solicitor by a judge have all deemed parental alienation in the case. Um, I've been advised to get legal advice in the case, but I need to find out why would I need to get legal advice if um, parental alienation has been deemed? And if it's the case, Right, so I can't answer the second question because the second question, for those of you that might not have heard, he was he's asking me what his chances of success are at court. So I'm not able to answer that one. The first question yeah. that you've asked me is you've been advised to get legal advice. Well, purely because maybe they feel the matter's becoming too complex now for you to be a litigant in person. That That's all that would mean. And that actually it would it would assist not only the court but also you if you had 
a legal representative. That's all they mean by that. Okay, because they, they, they're not really giving you much information regarding it, but it's more the threat to alienation is really worrying me. It's very strong. Yeah. Uh, and the mother's had everything. But at the moment, she's refusing to do it. So I don't know where to stand on that. So, and this is why they're probably asking you to get legal representation so you can take some advice. Right, okay. Um, oh. but Okay, that's no worries. I just want to double-check that. Okay. No worries. All right, All right thanks then. Bye-bye. Captain, I've invited you up because I can't hear Tracy. Hello, Captain. Um, saying, we've been waiting seven weeks since having a paper hearing to get details on our next hearing. However, have been told due to excessive applications in court at the moment, we'll be getting a gatekeeper hearing. What is a gatekeeper hearing? A gatekeeping. So what the court will do is that they don't automatically assign your case. Imagine that when you put your application in, you're met with a gate and then they will literally determine on the level of urgency. They will ask Kafkas to do some safeguarding checks. They will try to estimate how long this case needs to be heard and the quicker ones might get in the gate first and the longer ones might have to wait, you know, in the queue behind the gate. So that's all it is really. It's just the court is so overwhelmed with cases that they're now sort of, when they get all these applications in, they're trying to put some sort of order on them really um, and, and sort of, you know, give some structure to, to when they hear them. That's all that means. Does that help? Oh, I've lost you. I've lost you, Captain. I don't know what happened there. You dropped out. Um, Calador, let's try you again. They are both in a same-sex relationship. Yes. Um, and they are looking at having a baby. Yes. Um, they are. They have looked at going via a clinic. Yes. And they looked at via doing it at home. The clinic have told them that only one of them would be on the birth certificate. Yes. If they done it at home. Yes. So the second parent wouldn't have any PR. Right. If they did it through the clinic, then both names could go on the birth certificate. Okay. Do you know anything about this? No, I don't. But I would have thought that because if they're going to do it themselves at home, they're not entering into any sort of legal contract and arrangement. So I would be asking the clinic to view their papers to see what it is that they're being asked to sign or enter into that will then give both of them parental responsibility. That, that would sort of fall outside of family law and be very specific to the clinic or, or the, you know, the, the sperm donor or whatever it is that they're seeking. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I yeah. just wondered if obviously one would be registered as the mother yeah. and then the other would just be registered as parent, if you know what I mean. Well, but then you see they'd still both have parental responsibility. So, for example, if they're married at the time of birth, they'd both still have parental responsibility. Um, and funny enough, I was having this chat with one of my trainee solicitors today about the difference between, you know, having a friend from the pub donate as opposed to going through a clinic because there is paperwork and it's always different for the sperm donor, you know, as to whether you wish to be anonymous and whether the child will ever know who you are and you're signing away your parental responsibility. And it could be that if you do it at the clinic, then you'll be provided with the paperwork that says father signs away his PR 
But if you decide to do it at home, then you're not going to be afforded that same paperwork. And I don't know, I, I genuinely don't know the answer. But where I would start if I was in that position is I'd be asking for the clinic to send me the paperwork or just to explain why. It, it'll, be, it'll be down to the paperwork, I guarantee you that. Yeah, it's kind of just, they've just been left on, well, if you don't do it for us, then yeah. one of you won't have P PR. Yeah. If you pay us the £3,000, then you both will. Yeah, so. which seems really unhelpful, actually. Um, I would be going to another clinic then. Because, I mean, it, it, it's, it's common sense to ask the question why, and, you know, and, and they should be given that answer. And if they're not, then I'd be going to another clinic. Because that just doesn't seem very helpful, does it? Because no, ultimately, not. they're both going to want PR, aren't they? So it doesn't achieve everything that they're setting out to achieve if they haven't both got PR. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? That's yeah. the major thing. Absolutely. It's kind of they're both wanting PR. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, we didn't know if it was kind of like a tactic that the clinic were using to kind of say... To like edge them towards using them. Absolutely, you know I mean? it, yeah, it definitely is because they've got the benefit of the paperwork. Um, but they, you know, they're obviously charging three thousand pound for this paperwork to be completed properly, and I would suspect it's so that they can release the paperwork to them that Dad has signed over his PR, potentially. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right. Cheers, okay. Thanks. Always. Thank you so much. Evening. You too. Bye. Right, Shaz, thank you for waiting. What's your question? Um, I've been back to the court with my son a few weeks ago, well, last week, and obviously at the moment when I spoke to you was the DWP was um, going to um, get a disclosure from her. Yeah. And what she's doing is she's giving her last address to the DWP, which was the residence she was staying last year, and she's not given the new address. So I've alerted the family courts about it. I says we see, keep getting her documents sent to the same address which was said in the C100 so I'm bringing the document back to yourself and this is twice we've done this so what they says is that she's either not changed her address with the DWP or either she's working and obviously we brought another statement letter to say look we've been a year we're having excuses of excuses of her disclosure and you can't trace and track her and where do we stand and they just keep flogging us off and says oh we'll be back in touch we'll let you know by email and it's been two weeks, but what would you suggest to us to do? Because we're getting impatient because it's been... Well, when you, when you go to court, um, the, all the court wants is the name and the date of birth because obviously people move around. We, we have done that. We've given her name, address... Uh, sorry, her name, her date of birth. We even had the uh, NHS number, but not her national insurance number. And we're getting a bit frustrated now because they had a set date on the 22nd of November where the cast cast team was going to speak with the judge. And now we've got another one on the 21st, but they haven't got her address, to be honest. Well, so I think, probably be yeah, if, if, the, if, the, if the address can't be obtained with a disclosure order, you may have hit a brick wall. If I'm being honest with you, because it, you know, all, all you've got is the name, date of birth, national insurance number, or whatever it is, and an NHS number. And if the yeah, court will do its utmost, the court will do its utmost to try and track them. Um, and if there's nothing on the system and you don't know the address, then you you may yeah. well have hit a brick wall, unfortunately. So we can't really do anything. Well, well don't give up just yet. Go back to court and see what the courts say. See what the courts say. Okay. All right. 
Okay, so okay. Thank you. keep I going. All right. No so worries. Much. Thanks, Shaz. Bye bye. Um, me, myself, and I. Can I hear you? Have you got a question for me? Right, so basically, um, I've applied for court orders uh, for non molestation order and um, occupational order via the court health application. Yeah. And on there, I've requested for the respondent to get the papers uh, without like um, him knowing. Yeah. Uh, so once the the application went to the court, the judge decided to have a hearing, which is going to be this Friday. And I'm a bit confused because the options were for the respondent to not know, uh, but now the judge um, has decided to have a hearing, yeah. uh, which is going to be online. Uh, is that that they don't believe me or is it what, what is it? It, no, not necessarily that they don't believe you. It could be that there was there was sufficient time to serve him, um, that, you know, mm -hmm. maybe they served him and he responded and said, I'd like to be present. You know, the court's probably thinking more logistically, you know, if, I can, if we can get everybody on straight away rather than just seeing you and then having to have a return date. Um, so don't don't take it personally. Um, you know, yeah. just just be be glad, I suppose, that you've got a court date because they're, they're like gold dust at the moment. They're, they really are. Yeah, I'm, I'm really anxious of, um, you know, um, having it, to be honest, because I've never, like, gone through this before. And yeah. do I have to prepare for the uh, proof or do I have to give because someone else is going to talk, uh, you know, uh, on, on my behalf? And uh, the solicitor said that, you know, you may be asked questions and all that kind of stuff. Can you just give me... Oh, well, if you... I mean, if you, if, if you have a solicitor, then I'd be asking them because obviously they know a lot more about your case than I do. Um, so well, no, you I mean, I mean would, would you be able to actually give me an advice so I can actually keep my uh, my stuff together in a sense? Well, that's what your solicitor's for, essentially. So I would be going back to them to to ask them. Right. All right. Okay then. Thank okay. You. All right. Bye bye. Um, on that point, actually, guys, just to let you know, we had our first pro bono day today, and it was a huge success. Um, the phones were, were buzzing, all our appointments went ahead as planned and it was really good, a really good day. So um, lots of people helped out there on Pro Bono Day and, and I'm pleased that we're doing it. I'm going to be doing it again the last day, the last working day of each month. Um, we will do pro bono day and um, what pro bono means for those of you that don't know is that you can ring up the firm and it will be me either me or one of the trainee solicitors and we will be able to let you know what it is you need to do to help solve your problem so it's a bit like discord but obviously you get a lot longer and it's a one-to-one -one. so it's a free one-to-one -one, um, and you get a lot longer you know sort of 40 to 50 minutes to actually go through the issue and then we can help signpost you um Hashbeg, you are next up. What's your question? Oh, hi. Um, I'm new to this. So um, my ex-husband applied for a divorce. Yeah. Gov.uk. Yeah. So um, when he sent me some paperwork through email, it says there's a case number on it. Yeah. So then he sent it to, then he sent me another email. That was done in May 9th of uh, last year. Yeah. So he sent me an email yesterday um, tagging his solicitor that uh, it's like a uh, divorce petition but i i haven't done even no one served me i don't know i mean there's a case number does it does that mean that i'm divorced no if you've got a case number then log on to the court portal and see what stage you're at i don't have a, i don't have a login he's the one who finds it okay we'll go back and ask him for it then 
the login. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the, thank you. And the second one I, I wanted to ask you, I yeah. have a full custody of my kids. Yeah. And it says, I, it's really hard for me to give them a, what is this, a child arrangement. Yeah. So if I give him like four days, he's, he wants seven days a week. Yeah. So if I, and then he's also verbally, you know, I have a normal station at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I can't deal with him. Like there, I have a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. Yeah. So they don't want to talk to him on the FaceTime and this, you know, blah, blah, blah. So if I stop the child arrangement now, will I get in trouble? Like once the divorce thing goes on and stuff and he applies for... Uh, so, the, the, so the child arrangement sort of has got nothing to do with the divorce. They're dealt with separately. Um, if you okay. stop the child arrangements, then you'll need to give good reason as to why. And generally it's, you know, based on the fact that you've had welfare concerns for the children. Okay. All right. Otherwise, what the law says is that the child has the right to have a relationship with both parents. So the court will question why contact isn't going ahead. He doesn't want to do the contact center. He doesn't want to do it through the third party. He doesn't talk to anyone. I want the kids to be, you know, like I want him to get involved with the kids, but he only wants to come to my place. He wants to see them seven days a week on the FaceTime. So this is why I get overwhelmed. You know what I mean? I don't know what to do. Okay, well, then you just need to have a framework of contact. So you're not going to stop contact because of welfare concerns then. It's just because it's overwhelming. So I think you... He will just, like, he will, like, if I don't get the phone, if the kid doesn't answer the phone, the three-year-old and seven-year-old, he will scream at me, what did you do, you know, put the phone to them. Like, he's, he's, there's a domestic violence involved as well. Yeah, okay. I, I would just hang up. Um, but anyway, you, you, you just I would let him go to the court and, and apply for a child arrangements order. And then you would say to the court, I just need some a regular framework of contact. OK. All right. I'm also, I, I'm also doing like a video call, just like when he screams and shouts and stuff like that. Yeah. OK. All right. All Thanks. Right. Thank you Bye. So much. Bye bye. Um, guys, there's so many of you asking me about um, getting to speak to me uh, and getting some advice. What I would say is that, um, and, and it's a mixture of questions. So the pro bono day, which we did today, um, takes place on the last working day of the month. So, of course, that was today. Our next one won't be until the last working day of February, which will be the 28th of Feb. So that will be the next day. Um, if you email me, then obviously we can, um, you know, get you booked in for then, but we only do it once a month. Um, appointments with me, unfortunately, I, I just can't see anybody else at the moment. I just have a lot of, of case. I took so many on in January um, and I need to close down some before I can actually take any on. However, don't forget I did those courses, guys. Um, they're a lot cheaper than seeing me and I take you through all the forms and show you exactly how to do it for yourself. Um, and you can, you know, that's just an option, all right, if it's desperate. Um, Kay, what's your question? So we have a final hearing for a child arrangements order coming yeah. up. Yeah. Um, at the previous hearing, neither parent agreed with the um, social workers' recommendations. And yeah. we were just wondering, so they couldn't put an order in place. Yeah. So that we were wondering what happens at the, at the final hearing yeah. if neither parent agrees. The court will decide. Still put the Would court they just put an order in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The court will decide. That's the whole point of making the application because the parents can't agree. So it's the final hearing. Okay. The court has the power, and it will decide what the contact order is going to be. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, Lovely. Kay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Um, Thanks, Janet. You are next up. What's your question? 
because what can happen is if you are making a C79 application twice a year, and I've been there, I've done that with some of my clients, or even once a year, if we reserve it to the same judge, the judge gets to know the case and eventually gets to understand that actually what mum is alleging is based on no foundation at all. And it's cold comfort if you are there and it's your first C79 application when you could be looking down the barrel at three or four of them. But that's the best I can suggest because the only thing that's going to be legally binding is a court order. And the only way to have it reinforced is by doing that C79. But that's the problem though, isn't it? Like you say, less than 1%, which is a statistical impossibility, by the way. If we applied that statistic to, let's say, giving aid to Africa to sort out the AIDS issue, and a year later they came back and said, yes, now less than 1% of people have AIDS, we'd know that they were corrupt. Um, or the, or well, yeah. Corrupted. So, yeah. So again, uh, you can put in as many C79 applications as you like, but if less than 1% are successful, you are wasting your time, energy, and you're hurting your children. Yeah. I mean, what, what I would say to that, Dave, is, and, and I don't want to get political on the channel, but what I would say is that when, when I've done C79s for fathers um, in particular, I have a better success rate than 1%. So as I say, I, I can't support or, or disagree with your, with your stat. Um, I'm surprised by it but I don't know what the official stat is I'll, I'll be completely honest with you but going back to your original question of me there is no other way sadly there is no other way and I just I'm grateful that you know organizations like yours exist so that fathers can come together and share their experiences and obviously have each other for support yeah, thank you all right thanks Dave you. thank you bye-bye it's good to have another voice, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, we, we do get a bigger female following and I'm always encouraged when the gentlemen come on. I do love to see the men on and, and, and it is. It's, um, I appreciate Dave coming on and sharing that with us. Um, Leanne Ellen, thank you for waiting. What's your question? Yeah, so just a quick one, basically. Uh, my nine-year-old boy has decided that he doesn't any longer want to stay at his dad's every other weekend. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, in a nutshell, from the feedback I've had from him and what he's told me, I have a real concern around emotional abuse. Um, he has voiced that he doesn't want to stay over and he has voiced the reasons as to why he doesn't want to stay um, independently away from me and there's been no change. So dad hasn't received that very well. I've initially stopped overnight stays um, and now there is no contact from dad. Um, and my son basically doesn't want to stay overnight, but still wants contact with his dad. So basically what, I'm, what the question I'm asking is, is how do I protect him, but try to maintain his and his dad's relationship? So what do I need to do? Yeah. To so, so Leanne, you'll you'll know if you listen to me that I'm always saying. Unfortunately, we can't force a parent to have contact with yeah. a child. Um. So, mm -hmm. so that's not something that I'm going to be able to assist you with. However, yeah. when you say protect him, what do you mean? Protect him from what? So there's been an aspect of of almost then like guilt tripping like emotional abuse I, I would put it forward as yeah um because he feels very torn in the sense of he wants to go and see his dad but he's been made to feel that it's only on the basis that he stays overnight and the only way that he gets to do things with them is if he stays overnight um, right and that's what's been put forward to him by his dad and his his, his stepmom um <sighs> And I've discussed this with them and there's been no change. So obviously I've got this nine-year-old little boy who wants contact with his dad. 
but they're pushing it on the basis that it has to be overnight. Yeah, so so effectively, Dad's imposing conditions. You can see me yeah. on the condition that. And that's very yeah. tough for a nine-year-old. Um, it is very it's, it's, it's difficult because obviously you're emotionally involved. My my suggestion to you would be that I would take a step back and I would simply yeah. put it back in the hands of Dad and say, really sorry, I've spoke to the nine-year-old. He's not agreeable to those conditions, so we'll just have to leave it yeah. there. Um, and then Dad's and, only and option... Yeah, and, and leave it, unfortunately. If the child really yeah. doesn't want to have overnight contact and that's the only basis on which Dad will agree to it, you've got to sort of listen to what the child wants, essentially. It's a shame. Okay, so what it's a shame. If, if, he wants, if he goes to see his dad for the daytime, mm. um, he's done that once in the last two months and in that time that he has spent with Dad, he has come back and he is completely overwhelmed because, again, in conversation, it's come up that to go on holiday, you know, you, you, you can't even stay overnight with us. So how would you expect to come on holiday? Um, so what do I do in that aspect? Do I just keep letting it go on? And, and well, Leanne, I think, uh, look, I think, I think you know the answer to that. You know, if your child is coming back from contact overwhelmed, then obviously we've got some welfare issues there. And I'm not going to say to you, yes, yeah. keep sending the child to his father. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you, you are in the eye of this storm, essentially, and you can make the decision as to whether or not it's in the child's best interest to keep having yeah. contact with dad. Um, know that if, if you decide that it isn't because the child's overwhelmed or the child, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason is, is, is not enjoying contact and you've tried speaking to dad, then perhaps I would be going to mediation with dad, you know, and really take... Never done that. Okay, well, if that doesn't work, yeah, you can't... Yeah, I've, I've got no further answers, I'm afraid, Leanne. You might just have to okay. stop and, and let Dad make the application. All right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, in that regard, uh, I don't feel like I need to defend myself in any which way because there's been no restriction at any point to his access up until this point. Okay. Um, so would I be okay to just go in on my own if that was the case? To court, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what he put forward. Yeah, absolutely okay, you can. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All Thank right. You so much, Tracy. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye. Just wanted to jump in and let you guys know that what you're actually listening to is people on my Discord channel um who ask me questions when I go live every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday between 6 and 7. So if you've got a question that you want to ask, by all means feel free to join me. Or alternatively, if you just check out my Discord uh, channel anyway, you'll see that we've got three forums covering divorce, finance and children. So if you wanted to leave a question there, then one of the members of my community will be able to help. Well, hello, Zoe. How are you? Hello. Hello. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. So I'm going to tell the TikTokers, but they already know Zoe is on every evening, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. But this is the first time we've heard Zoe's voice. So welcome. (laughs) How can I help? (laughs) I I just thought I'd pop on just to say hello, put a voice to a username. Oh, bless you. I'm a real person. I'm not a robot. Well, there you go. So everyone on TikTok, if you've got a question now and Mart or Captain aren't about, then you can ask Zoe. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that, I'm okay with the text. 
Okay. <laughs> Cheers, Zoe. Yeah, say hello, Tracy. You do such an amazing, an amazing job. I wish oh. I found you when I was going through this myself. But oh, bless the you. Is absolutely invaluable. You well, are absolutely amazing. And I appreciate those kind words, but I always say it, and I mean it from my heart. I couldn't do it without you guys. As the community gets bigger, I need more and more support. So thank you, Zoe. No, it's fine. And, and to be fair, without Missy and Erin, I wouldn't be able to do it on my own either. They support me they do. massively on the TikTok side, you know, because we do get some strange ones, shall we say. You do, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do see them and I think I'm not going to give them any airtime. I'm going to ignore it. And the next thing, they're blocked. <laughs> well, I often tell them this is TikTok, not Tinder. Not and Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Zoe. Hello, and thank you so much for everything you do. Bless you. You're welcome. It's an absolute pleasure. Speak Thanks, to you Tracy. soon. Speak to you again. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, bless Zoe. There we go, guys. So a voice to the name. Always here. Always here. Along with Missy and along with Erin as well. Um, the unlucky one. You are next up. How can I help? I've set off the divorce process myself. We yeah. sent in the, you know, the first forms and such. That's gone off. We have to wait for 20 weeks. Now we can start with the financial stuff after the 20 weeks. What I'm wanting to know is, can I do that bit myself? Because it's very confusing. It says that you can do it yourself, but then in the next breath, it says that you need a solicitor to write it up. So what's the, the difference in... Like, so, am I going to be paying less for them just to write it up? Or? So when, when you say write it up, do you mean your financial order? Yeah. yeah, so you are going to need a solicitor to draft that for you. Um, and, yeah. and in order to draft it, I mean, if I were drafting it, I'd want to be making sure that it was fair and reasonable before we send it into the court, because on that basis, the court could reject it, if it isn't fair and reasonable, I mean. Um, so yeah, you, you at some point are going to, even if it's just an hour, you are at some point going to have to speak to a solicitor. Yeah, I appreciate that. But if I write, if we get together and like write it up and agree on it, yes, then give it to them to type up, so to speak. Yes, will that be a lot cheaper than it, what? Well, it seems to be for them to do it. Yeah, the th the thing is, you you can get a fixed fee if you're both in agreement to what's going to go in the financial order. You can get a fixed fee, okay? But what a solicitor okay. won't do is just is just write up what you've both been what you've both agreed to without first of all listening to what's been involved in this marriage and then giving some advice as to what would be fair and reasonable because if we draft a document that isn't fair and reasonable and send that into the court purely because that's what the parties want well the court will criticize us for that so we have to make sure that the document that goes into court is going to be appropriate um, and uh, when I say so appropriate, as far as pensions and such are yeah, concerned, yeah. is there a, a, a legal amount or way that works? So the the law around pensions is fairly clear in that mm -hmm. you are both entitled to a share, fifty percent share of all contributions made in the marriage, whether it be by yeah, one of you well, or by both of you. Well, that's my question because he has a pension, but I yeah. don't. Okay, so, so then he's saying I shouldn't get anything out of it because I don't have one for him to get anything out of. Yeah, but that's not so. As I just said, the the law's clear. If you haven't okay. paid into a pension and he has, then you're entitled mm -hmm. to fifty percent of all contributions made during the marriage. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No problem. Okay, lovely. Hope that's thank, helped. Thank you very much. Okay, bye bye. Thanks. 
Lauren, you are next up. Mart, I'm coming to you next. Sorry, I didn't see you there. Lauren, have you got a question for me? Hi. So, so I think you've touched on this before, um, but I was caught the end of it. So yeah. my friend wants to take his daughter on holiday, but the mother is refusing. Um, yeah. What is the process he has to do to be able to take her? So it, he would make an application to the court using a C100 form for a specific okay. issues order. And he's asking right, the court okay. that he'd be allowed to take the child on holiday. Or alternatively, um, he could apply for a C100, a child arrangements order, um, and put the contact arrangements into the order as well as the holiday. Okay. So is there any um, like mediation or anything he has to go before he puts this application in? Yes. So when he fills out the C100 form, it will ask him if he's either exempt from mediation, so he needs to have a look at those exemptions, and if he isn't exempt, then he has to attach the MIAMS form. Okay, so is that, will he have to go to mediation with the mother Not a specific issue order? Not necessarily. It depends on whether mediation is appropriate. So he will speak to the mediator and they will make the decision themselves about that. Right, okay. Um, All right. Is there, how do you go through, like, mediation? Is there, like, websites you can find yeah. these on? So he would literally Google my nearest mediator and then he would just right, email okay. them and reach out to them that way. So, and does a solicitor need to be involved for a specific issue order? Not necessarily. You can do it yourself. If he fills out the C100, he can send it into court himself and the court will give him a hearing date. And then he would just attend yeah. hearing and tell the court what sort of order he's looking for. Yeah. And so, to like go on holiday, how long does it usually take or does it just depend on your circumstances? It will depend on the circumstances, where you're living, the type of court, how busy they are. But typically, you're going to get a hearing date within three months. Okay. Okay. Thank you for your help. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Mark, you're next up. Hello. How are you? So I have separated from my partner. We lived together for four years. We have a four-year-old son. I have a daughter from a previous relationship. Yeah. The house is in my name and the mortgage wants 47k from me as I'm selling the house, but I won't be able to afford to buy another property. Where do I stand? Um, advice on that one definitely advice um, because if she if she can't afford or if they can't afford I don't know if it's a she um, to buy another property I'd want to know if there's children involved length of the relationship would she be entitled to more than that um, so that one unfortunately I can't answer without knowing more and of course you can only go on so much Mark because you're reading someone else's question so I think the answer yeah. there would be get some advice definitely Brilliant. all right and just to add from yeah. um all the other anonymous users that kind of come through i'm i've had a load of messages saying thank you so much for the advice you put in them at ease going through the court processes oh, and things like that that's good and so thank you mark really taking it on board. oh good i'm glad i'm glad i mean as a community we're just getting bigger and bigger which is which was always my aim so i appreciate that and of course what you do as well thanks mark Cheers, Trace. Speak to you soon. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Maria, you were first. What's your question? I'd like to say thank you, first of all. Um, what you're doing is literally great and probably saved loads of parents' lives. Oh, thank you, Maria. I appreciate that. So I'll just keep it um, short and simple. Okay. Um, we're going to court because of a breach of court order. Yeah. And um, 
I was just wondering, she's been doing parental alienation. I can't really say the word. Alienation, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, but we've got evidence as in she's been saying spiteful words or messages saying that she's told the son and he knows that. And I mean, he's only eight years old, so she's been saying this since he was four years old. Yeah. Um, and then there's things such as he comes over and then sends his location to her because she asked for it. And then he'll like spy or um, whatever we talk about, he'll go and tell her. Yeah. And then she'll, um, she'll also question him. Yeah. Where he's stayed, what he's been doing. And then he'll be, she'll be telling him when he's unwell, obviously he's a child. So if he's sick, she'll be like, oh, they fed you something. So that's why you're sick. Yeah. Um, would that be considered as parental alienation? Alienation. Um, alienation. It, 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 no, it's okay. It, it depends, Maria. I, I'd, need, I'd need more context than that. And probably the volume that I'm, or the quantity of context that I'd, that I'd need falls outside mm. of the, the Discord channel. Um, parental alienation is where you can actively show the court that the parent is being very active um, in, in not allowing the child to have a relationship with the other parent to the point that they are demonstrating a real um, contention uh, towards the other parent. So whilst your example does tick a box, it would need to tick a lot more boxes if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've got more evidence and obviously it can go on because it's been built up for years. Yeah. And there's, you know, he'd want to come out with us or come over. Yeah. But she'll just say no and that'll be it. Although we've yeah. got him saying, yes, he wants to come mm. and says it in front of her, but then doesn't allow him to come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the starting it, point should be that if, you know, if, if there's no regular framework of contact there, that there should be a an application made to the court for help, most definitely. Yeah, That's going to be the starting uh, we've, point. We've got a, posi a position statement already ready, um, but on her behalf, she hasn't done a statement before or she's got a, uh, she hasn't responded to a statement as well. Okay, so but that, but has has be... the has the application been made? Yeah, that yeah. application okay. has been made. We'll good. be going to court um, okay. next week, hopefully. Okay, well that's good. That's good. Um, all you can do is 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 explain the case to the judge or to the magistrate, whoever you get. All right. Yeah, that, Take that's it from perfect. there. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, care. Maria. Bye bye. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come to Husky Gamer next. Thank you, Missy. Yes, guys, because I didn't do last night, apologies. Um, I will be doing an extra night this week, so I'll be jumping on on Thursday, 6 o'clock. Um, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just for this week, 6 or 7. Husky Gamer, hello. We haven't spoken for a little while. I got introduced to a court case guardian uh, yesterday who's kind of stepped him up to how messy child proceedings have become with the ex-partner. Um, we were supposed to be in court this Friday coming up. Now, everything's been put into place. Social services have put special uh, orders into place for the children to see each other, if approved by the judge this Friday. Now, the ex-partner's still been having one-to-one -one call group meetings with teachers, police, and the social services. Now, she's hinted that it may be adjourned. They brushed it off. They've thought nothing of it. But now it's, it's now come to light. She's put a C2 request in, and it's been passed. Uh, we've had a judge basically step in and not look at the case. 
and passed it. Now, is there any way I can stop this or social services or the Guardian can if she keeps reoccurring to do this to get it adjourned all the time? Well, you can you can always object to the adjournment. So you could always write into the court to say there's another adjournment being requested and, and on what grounds and we don't agree to the adjournment. It will still be for the court to decide if, if the if the hearing's adjourned or not. But that's all you can well, do the, really. The the, the the only way because in the C two she's also put a request in to the information that I've been able to get hold of that it's not divulged. So because we we believe it's been premeditated. Yeah. Um, so the social services got told last night as they come out to my home for one-to-one conversation. Yeah. And they wasn't too happy about it. And the Guardian got notified this morning, so they're not too happy about it. Now, the Guardian's asked me if I know if there's a way around. I said, well, I believe the Guardian yourself has the authority to go above the courts and request no. that information. Oh, they can um, request the information, she, yeah. Yeah. So she goes, you are pretty clued. I said, I don't like to use it, but yes, this is getting quite silly now, politely, um, because if she's doing this, the, the ex-partner, another party which is involved, the biological dad to the stepdaughter I want to try and get residency orders on, can also do this. I said, and this is go, go on and on and on and on. Is there any way we can do it? So they're going to try and find out, but if that doesn't work, is it just... I've got to bring this up to the judge on the next hearing and go, Abs- this is a pattern of behaviour which keeps occurring. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you need to say it in court so it goes on the record because, as you know, everything's recorded when you're in court. So get it on the record there um, and ask the court to make a direction about that. That actually any future requests for adjournment, they need to be put in, you know, at least seven to ten days before and the other parties get a, a, an opportunity to comment on that. Well, we, we had the, we had the Section 7 give us last week, and within two days, the ex-partner put in for the C2. Yeah. And then she had these corporate meetings, so she knew what she was doing. Yeah, um, absolutely. In that sense. So she was on the bluff, but it's now got to the point where it's a vicious circle. But I have said to the Guardian today, it's a double-edged sword, because then they was going to come out and introduce themselves to the children at my home address, but that was stopped. They wanted to keep it very formal over the telephone. But because of this now, they are going to come out and have a, a one-to-one to see what, what else they can do. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, they've also said it's possible it could be a form of alienation uh, because the, the children were supposed to have time with you yeah. and with each other. So instead of someone seeing positive into this, she's just gone, no, politely, you know, stuff, yeah. I'm going to do it my way and just upset the apple cart. Well, the thing is, she she's before the court, so she can't really do it her way. So I would be raising no. it with the court for sure. I'd be objecting to any further adjournments and, and hopefully the Guardian yeah. will get you the information. All right? Keep going. Okay, Keep you, going. Please. You're welcome. You. All right, bye-bye. Right, guys, i got to fly. It's after seven and I'm trying to get as many workouts in as I can. It's not going very well, Um, but I'm going to try and um, nip off and do one now. So um, let me head off to the gym. I'm back tomorrow at six o'clock. And I'm also, I know Missy has been telling everyone, thank you, Missy, but I'm going to be back again Thursday at six to make up for the fact that I wasn't here last night. So until then, guys, take care of each other and uh, come back early tomorrow, six o'clock. Ask me more of your family law questions. Okay. Thank you, Donna. You too. See you later, guys. Bye.